Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Throwback Thursday, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. I know. Kevin, what are you doing? Well, Ke- are, you, are you asking me or are you asking our, our listeners? No, I was asking our listeners because someone tweeted about how – or put a Facebook thing about how they're, like, making their breakfast when they listen to us and other people drive in the car. And I'm just curious, like, how do people listen to their podcasts in I, the real I, world? I hear in some prison systems we're capital oh punishment. My oh, my they, God. They play wow. us to the prisoners. Yeah, until you start singing Goulet and then they get scared. <laughs> hey, our, our podcast is number one in Guantanamo. So, so you know, like I got so excited for a minute, and then I thought, wait a minute, There's no, like sixteen people listen to this podcast. <laughs> that's that's one of my. Did you ever see the Woody Allen movie Bananas? No, where they're, they're torturing a prisoner by playing operetta <laughs> until he'll talk. Desert song on repeat. No, it's, it's Naughty Marietta. That's like they <laughs> they're making him play, and he's just crying. <laughs> I, was like, that's, I feel like that's what they that's what they do to us, Kevin. I have to ask you a question. I know it doesn't matter to our listeners, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You yes, can't because Kevin and I are skyping right now. You only see me from the waist up, right? Yes, Rob. Okay, cool. It's laundry day. It's laundry <laughs> day, so I'm just I'm. Yeah, I'm, no, I can't tell if you're commando or no, 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 no. I'm wearing boxers. I just don't. I oh, just, okay. I just want to make sure that. Like we, I would have gone all this time talking to you and not commented on the fact that you were sitting there like half naked. Well, if I my, my if I adjust my my seating posture, I'm a little worried. So I just want to make sure that everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's that's like about belly button up. Is oh great. Well, yeah, right okay. there. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, good. Then I'm I'm fine. Okay, from, from, all right. From that there down. Thanks, <laughs> thanks everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, you know what was last night? Was ballroom? I'm so sorry I didn't ask you about that yet, Rob. How that? was it? I, because we were t- we were chit chatting, shooting the shit before we started recording, and I didn't even think to ask you. I'm so but sorry. You were saving it for this. Oh, oh my gosh, man! How was it, Kevin? Kevin David Thomas, Marilyn <laughs> May, Marilyn oh. May. She's a masterclass, man. What a masterclass! She came and in. She sang. Like, for, first of all, they announced her. She got. Uh, an entrance ovation. Yeah, everyone Legend. stood for her, and then she sang fifty percent. Was genius, and then everyone I mean, stood up again. Um, it was a really special evening. We were sold out. So many cool people were in the audience. Uh, Billy, uh, Billy Stritch. Oh, Billy. Uh, yep. Uh huh. And uh, Steve Ross mm-hmm. and Mark, our good friend Mark Sendroff. <laughs> I love Sendroff. Came. Um, it was no, it was a fun evening. But I have to t- may I tell you something? This has never happened in all my time at Fifty Four Below, and it had to happen at some point. So it happened last night. Are you ready? Yeah. So um, I'm standing in the wings, and it says house lights go down, and they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the producer and director Rob Schneider." So Yay. I get so I get up there, right? Full crowd, full crowd. Yeah. Right? We're sold out. By the way, we sold out. I'm and so I'm proud standing, of you for oh, being on stage. Oh like shucks, I'm up so there. Bad. Well, that's you. I used to. Um, everyone should know this. I never liked getting up on stage because I'm like, they're here for p- other people. They're not here for me. Like I enjoy just putting everybody in the room and then standing in the back and watching. Kevin was like, they ha- you have to be out there. You be oh, the Kevin, uh, you gotta be the face. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, uh, somebody actually uh, listens to the podcast and came in from Chicago. <laughs> 
for this and like change their flight information stuff around because they're like, oh, I heard on the podcast. So real nice guy listens to us. Jeff, so listens to us. Oh, that's awesome. We've got some good folks here. I love um, it. It's a lawyer. He's a it's lawyer. Not often, you're Joel, not often Joel you the lawyer. See, it's not often you get to see Thanks Ballroom. Thanks for coming, Joel. So, no, it's yeah. not often that you get to see Ballroom. No, um, but Marilyn May. Yeah, and so. if, if I stand up, you'll see Ballroom, so i got to be <laughs> careful here. Uh, whoa. Uh, whoa. Um, so anyway... <laughs> So I'm like talking and like kibitzing with the crowd and doing trivia. And I'm like, and I'm like, and for our first song, the great Jane Summer Hayes. And I see my assistant, Ben, in the back and he's just waving his hands. No. And I'm like, I said, Ben, what do you mean? No. And he goes, the cast isn't here yet. They called the show early. They thought the cast was in place. The whole cast, because you have to remember, these are all old legends who hadn't seen each other in like 15, 20 years. So they're all upstairs shooting the shit and refused to come down until they were done talking. So I am literally standing on stage being like... Treading water. And there's nobody There's nobody around. So Ben, like they're running, oh they're trying to get people God. down. <laughs> Your so, worst nightmare. <laughs> so all of a sudden I start sweating. Oh, buddy. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I look at Josh, the music director. I'm like, do you want to play something? He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, no, I'm okay. <laughs> so so I start, I so I start, so I start taking questions from the audience. I'm like, let's do a Q and A. I said, let's bump up the lights like Carol Burnett. So I took a few questions and then somebody was like, can you do a Tarzan yell like Carol Burnett? So I tried this half-assed uh, uh, Tarzan impression, which sounded horrible. Then I'm like, I said, you know, Michael Bennett was a choreographer. I said, I can try to tap. And I attempted to tap. It was the Josh then finally tried to save me. He's like, he goes, maybe we can just sing someone's song who's here, even if they're not in the order of the show. <laughs> <laughs> an absolute the opening was horrible but oh, i think we made up for it because the God. show was really fantastic but i literally they started oh. the show without anybody in place that is so funny i wanted Rob. to that die is so in, that is the worst i mean really because you're like well, i don't know what am i gonna do what am i, I gonna wanted do? to die uh, uh. <laughs> but but i have to tell you it was so sweet billy goldenberg said to me he goes this was one of the best the composer the composer the great composer he said this is one of the best nights of my life oh, and gosh. i said well, and i said well you've had such a career and he said no rob I said my life, not my career. He goes, this is one of the best nights of my life. Isn't that wow. wonderful? And there were so many young people there who stopped him afterwards and was like, you have no idea what ballroom means to us. So wow. it, was really, it was really sweet. So anyway, I just wanted to share, share that. I'm done. I love it. How's love Legally it. Blonde? I'm in the world of Legally Blonde, of pink Legally Blonde at, at the New York Film Academy, or as we like to call it, blonde. the Professional Conservator of Musical Theater. It's fine. It's good. It's Legally Blonde. It's uh, Let's say it's not my favorite musical, but it's not my least favorite musical either. Although I have to actually say I don't can't think of any shows that I really don't like detest yeah like i I, take your break there's (laughs) isn't there's like a um there is a courtney take your break uh instagram where someone has some sweet person has gone and found all of the courtney take uh, courtney take your break is a line spoken in the song at big production number they they're at the gap and someone whatever it's a silly moment if they're listening to our podcast they should know courtney (laughs) take your break really kevin you're explaining to your musical theater and listener except the prisoners who are listening they might not know what right, yeah, take no, yeah, break yeah. The, is. the golden age all only for them uh <laughs> but anyway it, it's it's fine but oh yeah so go to that instagram though it's for a good laugh but rehearsals are going great having a good time um i saw i forgot to mention last week i my mother was in town and we all my son my wife and i and my mom went to go see carousel i loved it i'd never seen carousel on stage oh, Rob, you ever were. 
So I and the movie was, you hadn't seen the movie either, right? Yeah, no, not really. I, I think I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, but I've never yeah, yeah. really sat down as an adult and said, "All right, let's watch this guy." But um, it, I, I had a great time. I I, I was just Sutton. Uh, Sutton and I had a, a fantastic, a fantastic. We were just leaning forward, leaning forward the whole time. My mother too, but we but we definitely were were just overwhelmed by it, um, and had a great time. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, we did not see Jesse Mueller though. I wish we had seen Jesse. She's um, out. Uh, yeah, she was out, and Sutton. She went to high school together, and we're in shows together. Oh Jesse was in Once Upon a Mattress. I think it was. I think that's what it was. She was. You know, I've always been shy. Fun fact. Princess anyway. Winifred. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Princess Winifred. That's right. It's so funny. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but you liked it. I I had a I I, I had a fantastic you loved it. good I loved it good. I didn't say I loved it. yeah I thought the choreography was beautiful I, I I was completely blown away but I think again a lot of it had to do with that I'd never seen a production of it before so I I was filtering the whole time thinking to myself additionally I can't believe these guys wrote this in 1945 that after the success of Oklahoma they were like yeah let's write a musical based on this and you know everyone else is doing flashy stuff on Broadway and here they are bringing serious material on a very thoughtful way to to the stage that I I just that's I don't know I know we always talk about them but it really is kind of amazing when you think about it <laughs> no I, th- I mean I think it's so wonderful and one of the things that always bothers me is when people go oh Rogers and Hammerstein they're so sweet and they're so saccharine I think those are the movie oh. versions that I think people are That's, used to seeing where they right. I will I will be honest with you they do I feel visually they come off very you know sweet and saccharine but when you look at the words and the lyrics and the music away from any other previous in- interpretations their material is very challenging and, oh, and you're absolutely yeah. right I mean the fact that Karen in 2018 can stir so many emotions in people. What was going on in 1945? Right. And the fact, when you think that South Pacific came out, what, less than four years? Four years after World War II ended? Like, I think, I don't know. I I just find that, I think people forget a little bit that at the root of what they're trying to say is something quite challenging, quite quite brilliant. So they were edgy. Uh, they yeah. were edgy. They were edgy. So I'm so I'm so happy you saw it, and I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go see. Um, what am I seeing next week? I'm seeing Bernard Hamlet. The, oh, um, yes, wonderful. And the yeah. nap, the nap, which is oh, good. Um, the new Roger Bean play, which right. is going to be at MTC, which I'm excited about. That it's got some good stuff coming up. I'm very excited. Some good shows. Do you get a subscription, Rob, to MTC or to those places? No. I mean, I, I can't imagine I, uh, that to me in my life. I'm like, what? A subscription? Am I old enough for that? But I, I, I didn't. You see everything, so I didn't know if it, if you do. No, that. no, no, no. I just use TDF all the time. Um, and Great then with that. the only well, it's not a subscription. No, it's not a subscription. I was going to say I'm part of Linktix. Yes, but right. that's not. And I, I used and one that. year I had the roundabout thing. Yes, I aged out of that one as well. A That's friend got true. that for me as a birthday present. Um, yeah, oh, oh, you know who was? You know who was? Hip-tics. It was uh, Hiptics. It was Brian Hobgood. Oh yeah, nice. who we have for Tony time all the time. Our Tony. That's guy, the thing. Yeah. I really want to see all the shows this season. I don't. I know you're doing so good. I'm so proud of you. I'm a little nervous because Straight White Men closes on Sunday, <gasps> and I don't think I'm going to have see it, which makes me sad. Rob, I know. Rob, did did Rob, you see Rob. it? No, I did not. Okay, no. well, I'm sure Brian. The limited saw it. runs. I have, a, I have a hard time getting to the limited runs. I didn't realize it was closing when it was closing, so I'm a little, I'm a little miffed at myself for not keeping better track of that. So, if anyone has seen Straight White Men, let us know what you think. Because what, what's yeah. oh? But did I freeze on you? Oh no, I thought I. Sorry, I lost you for a second. Yep, you're did back. You lo- hey, you could never lose me. You'll <laughs> never get away from me. Oh, see, now I was going to sing the most redundant song in all of musical theater. You've I won't. I will never leave you. <laughs> I will never leave you. Yeah, I know. We're attached. 
that's how the song was written. No, I, I know. You're, I will never go away. I know. You literally cannot go away from me. But he kissed me <laughs> for the first time. Man, some of why. those lyrics are real clunkers. Like, I believe that I can feel the temperature is right. She's raising my Fahrenheit. Ooh. You know, listen, I know I know. we try to stay positive on here because we like to celebrate musical theater, but you brought up a really interesting question, which is, <laughs> are there any musicals that you detest? You know, I, w- I had a new musical oh, theater yeah, history class today it, yeah. with a new group oh, yeah. of students, and that's always a question I ask them. I'm like, because I ask them, like, what's your favorite and what's this? And I'm always asking, what's your, what musical don't you like? Because I think that also tells a lot about a person's personality. But I was trying to think, a musical Gosh, that I, I don't, really, that I really don't like, because I always find something, I try to find something yeah. good. No, I, I'm a lover of even the most the wacky stuff that's been made into, you know, uh, gosh. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think. I don't know if any of our listeners have those like musicals that you just yeah, can't like, stand. That you're, you're like, like I'm going to listen to that once. I mean, there's like uh, cast albums of some random oh, Los yeah. Angeles show that I listen to, like, you know, oh, some like, cabaret musical that's well, not really great. No, you know? exactly. You know what I was just listening to? Um, and I was like, Are we there yet? And I could, Are we there yet? <laughs> no. I was listening to that Oh Captain. Oh, yes. The 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 Tony Randall one. Tony Randall, like nineteen sixty? No, what was uh, it? Fifty. Yeah. So, I think it was fifty something. I think. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 quote me, but I think it was in the fifties. It was Tony Randall. I was thinking about maybe I'll make it a favorite thing at some point. I'm like, they really. I don't. I don't think people should waste their time listening to this because it really doesn't do it for me. Hazel it, Flag. Oh Hazel! Oh Hazel Flag does it for you. Oh, there was weird. one song on here that I really really liked though called Femininity. Some, oh. Yes, femininity. Yeah. That's sung by song. Eileen Rogers. That was the only song I liked on this album. Um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, no, I think I try to find some good in everything. I'm trying to think though. I mean, there's lots of musicals that I'm like, if I never saw them again, <laughs> I wouldn't be, you know, heartbroken. The uh, yeah, there was only one musical I ever saw that I'm like, this is a total piece of shit. It was an L.A. musical, so there, there it goes one to show those. you. Okay, all right. I'll tell you what it is right now. Is Sisterella. No, it was a musical <laughs> called The Damsel Diaries, and it was uh, it was written. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to tell you the person's name because I don't. I mean, they're a nice guy, and I know them. Anyway, it's called The Damsel Diaries, and it. Hey, uh, don't get too comfortable there with your. Uh, it's just my knee. It's just no, okay, my knee. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, and it was written by. Um, uh, it, it starred Nanette Fabre. Nanette Fabre was in it, oh. and it was a musical written by two white men about how hard it is to be a woman. So it was like four, no, four women. And the idea was like, they, they, and it was, and it was all stuff that I'm like, I am assuming men think women have problems about that. Women probably don't have an issue with whatsoever. Um, it was one of the worst things I ever saw in my life. And Annette February was the narrator. They put her on the side to a podium and she just like gave like little quips and wisdom and stuff like that. It was one of the worst things I ever saw in my life. There was wow. like the random gospel number. There was that was that was probably the worst musical I think I've ever seen. Wow. Anything else though, give it to me. I would even go see O Captain again. All uh, right. I would listen to O Captain again before I went to the Damsel Dialogues. <laughs> Diaries. Damsel Damsel something. All I remember was Nanette Fabre. And I was so excited. Because I was like, I want to speak to her afterwards yes. and ask her about like high button shoes. And then she got in her car and she took off. She was gone. Oh, you didn't even pull a B. Arthur with her and jump in the side with her. Manette <laughs> Fabre was too fast for me. <laughs> she was too fast. How dare she? Too bad. Um, I love her though. Hey, nice. Nanette Fabre is in a great episode of Maud with B. Arthur, so keep an eye out for that delicious duo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that uh, I called them a delicious I called them a delicious duo. 
I think I, I think I need some. I don't know, listeners. Are there any any shows that you really do not like? Yeah, let us know. And it's hard because when I I'm friends with somebody and they tell me a musical that they hate that I really like, that's always an issue for me. Yeah. You know, if you if I'm you like, if you eh. look at me and you go, "Ugh, what's little me?" I'm like, "Well, get out." <laughs> get out. I'm t- you couldn't have picked a better show. Well, I love Little it's Me. It's just random enough, and, and yet it's by a really well-known writer. Uh, it's brilliant. Hey, um, listen, yeah. at one point, real quickly, just want to tell you, Kevin, there was one point when I think when you told me that you said you don't like She Likes Basketball, that I was ready to cancel the <laughs> podcast. I literally was about to delete all of our episodes, so nobody ever knew we were together on this. Yeah, I just, but I'm, forg- I'm going I'm to forgive you, because I'm sure you just had a moment of weakness. She likes basketball. How about that? We have something to uh, in common to talk. Okay, you know. All right, favorite thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You said that you had a really good one. What is it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was torn this week. Um, I'm pulling up my notes right now. I was torn. And I'll tell you why I was torn. There was – so I've been listening a lot because, you know, Apple Music has all those amazing, you know, 90s albums that we make fun of all the time. Right. The, the, the cover is not necessarily the album. Right. And so I've been listening to a bunch of those, and there were so many of them that I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do this one. And then there was one I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm totally doing this because this is great. I'm going to save that one for next week oh. because while I started to write notes on that, I just turned on my YouTube, and something came up, and I was like, I've never seen this. What is it just, this? It just popped up. It just popped up. It really did. I'll tell you what. Like a little gift. Like a little gift from God. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not the the cabaret albums because I really did like the cabaret albums. I've got so many questions about some of these '90s cabaret albums, but I have to ask you. <laughs> I have. To, I'm going to have to ask you next week because that's really right. going to be All what right. this is about. I need to. I need to stay on track. No, I'm going to okay. ask you right now, and maybe I'm going to ask you the question now, but you have to answer it next week when we talk about more '90s albums. Okay. Okay. It's all of us. Are Do you, you know to everyone? You, Kevin, the audience. So my question for you is this: When you listen to some of those '90s you know, cabaret albums, right? My question is this. Do you notice that there's two things that always happen in these 90s albums? One, there's always a song where the singer sings with themselves. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Right? Like what, like Sally Mays is going to do one line of another, of uh, you could drive a person crazy, and then she is singing with herself on the next line <laughs> of another. And what, uh, three, well, oh, my God. So there's always that. There's always that. And then there's always one disaster, disaster song where they decide they're going to take a song that everyone knows and they're just going to change the tempo on it for no fucking reason whatsoever. We're going (laughs) to sing I've Got Rhythm with No Rhythm. Like, why is that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know exactly which one you're talking about there. Or like, let's let's sing a song like let's tango together, but it's done at a waltz tempo. Like somebody decides we're just going to fuck over one. Like, it's literally like, what song do we want to shit on on this album? 
<laughs> You're very angry about that one. Well, I listened to a lot of them, but here, right. so anyway, so this is why it came up as a surprise. As you know, I love television, and somebody created a YouTube channel called Unsold TV Pilots. So you know they they actually produced like a full pilot and for networks to look at, and they didn't get picked up for whatever reason. So I'm, so I'm scrolling through, and it's a bunch of stuff. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. That looks interesting. Um, oh, if anyone's interested, you know they made they tried to make Steel Magnolias into a TV show. What? They tried to make Steel Magnolias into a TV show. They filmed the pilot and get picked up. You're going to love this. Who played Weezer? Was it Stritch? Yep, it was Elaine Stritch's Weezer. Are you kidding me? No, it's on, that one's on YouTube. That's not what I'm going to talk about today. All Here's right. what I'm going to talk about, because I had never seen this before, and I think it's so fascinating. Um, it's a woman that we all love. She's had an amazing Broadway career. And in 1967, she was given her own pilot. Um, the pilot was produced and directed by Desi Arnaz. It was written by uh, Bob Carroll and Madeline Davis, who wrote all the I Love Lucy episodes. Who was it? Who's the actress who got her own pilot and it never went anywhere? But now the pilot is 30 minutes long and it's fully available on, for us on YouTube to watch. And I, it's my favorite thing of the week. And I think you should all watch it because it's a great 30 minutes of your time. It is... The pilot. Who, Rob? Who? It is the Carol Channing Show. Oh my God! So let me type in Carol Channing. Show? The Carol. Ch- uh, type in Carol Channing Show Unsold Pilot. So once again, it's Carol Channing Show Unsold Pilot. Um, it's very, very clear that it feel wow. it feels like an an episode. Like just the first pilot. The pilot literally feels like they're trying to make her Lucille Ball. So the the story is is that Carol Channing. Or I forget what her name is in it. It's like something like Carol Jones or something. You know when they do that? Like they just change the last name and they're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, look, it's a whole new character. Right. Like, <laughs> like Carol Jackson or something like that. <laughs> anyway, so Carol in this one um, moves from the from the Midwest into New York to be an actress. Uh, things aren't going well for her. She gets to live with her friend um, and her friend is married and the husband is a cop and doesn't really like Carol. So, of course conflict will ensue. And the first episode is all about Carol trying to get a job in New York City. And in her first job, she try she's an Italian she works at an Italian restaurant where it's literally name everything that could fa- possibly go wrong, it goes wrong. Then there's a scene where she's a taxi hall dancer, like Sweet Charity. And that scene is actually really really funny cuz you watch Carol do like 90 different dance moves. Now here's the cool thing. I think it was very clear that they were inspired by what they saw her do in Hello, Dolly, because she has a lot of direct addresses to the camera. Like, it's literally Carol Channing up against, like, a random wall being like, hi there, I'm Carol. I just moved from Iowa. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I did. And she's literally laughing. She's literally laughing at all of her own jokes. And it's very clear that I think they were inspired by the Ephraim Let Me Go monologues because there's a lot of direct address. Now, of course, her big famous scene in Hello, Dolly was the sweet roll scene where she's eating all the sweet rolls. In the first scene in the television show, she's in the park. She's hungry. She has no money. And so she eats like candy that she finds laying on the park bench. And like there's a couple that's holding hot dogs making out. And so like their hot dogs are extended while they're kissing each other. So she keeps biting the hot dog while they're not looking. It's very clear that I think they were inspired by what they right. saw her do. But I will say this, the vignette where she's at the taxi hall trying to dance and pick up men is actually really funny. And what makes me happy is, you know, we don't really have footage of her. 
We really don't. Do you know what I mean? There's some there's some like grainy bootlegs and stuff. There's a full version of her Hello Dolly. Not young. Not young Carol. No, and that one, it's, it's very slow. That one is like at a snail's pace. So this actually captures in full vivid color her comic genius. Now, the show itself, I, I, can, I think I understood why it wasn't picked up, because I don't know what you do with this scenario. She's, she's always going to try out a job. She's always going to fail at it. Like, you, you kind of know what the rhythm is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And yeah, it felt yeah. very much like leftover I Love Lucy episodes. That's anyway. But I'm encouraging you all to watch it because I think it's a really great look at a woman who was at the height of her comic powers. Now, who wrote the theme song? Who? Jerry Herman. Jerry Herman. Yep. Of course. So it's Jerry Herman theme song, Carol Channing starring in it, and it's um, uh, 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 her husband, Charles Lowe, oh, produ- yes. produced it. Uh, or is wow. one of the producers on it. So what? yeah, it's it's great. It's an oh, unsold pilot. Like I said, I think it's really funny. I think just it, it's a good chance to see her when she was at the top of her game doing exactly. really great comic bits. I think she would have been a great sitcom star if they just found a, maybe a different vehicle for her. Right. Yeah. So that's it. That's mine for the week. Carol Channing. What a find. You must have freaked out when you first saw that. I got when very you, excited. Up. Yeah. I was yep, like, Carol Channing. And <laughs> also, you have to watch how she only talks to the audience, even though it's a studio audience. Like she, Instead of like looking at the person she's supposed to be in the scene, she looks out and goes, well, I didn't know that was going to happen. And you're like, no, 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 you got to stay in the scene, Carol. Stay in the scene. We're on camera. All right. First, may I say, before I share my favorite thing, your Carol Channing is amazing. It really isn't, but thank you. No, it was really good. Thank you. Um, all right. So mine, uh, my favorite thing is is a book, uh, and I'm, I don't think you've ever heard of it uh, unless you're the reason why I got it. I, I, I write things I down that people <laughs> – you could be. I write things down when people say to me, oh, you should read this. You should do – you know, I just keep a list. But I never remember exactly – who tells me what? So this is a book about show business. I recently, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, I recently talked about the Moss Hart book, Act One, a couple episodes ago. Um, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Act yeah. One. Uh, and this one is sort of like a companion book in that it is the journey of an artist who comes to New York from, you know, you know, he came not from very far from the Bronx, but this person comes to New York with, you know, dreams of show business. However, this one big detail is that this is written by a woman and she experienced this in the 1940s and 50s. Her name is Helene Humph. Helene Humph, you might know her from her, her book that she wrote uh, after her tries of Broadway uh, called 84 Charing Cross Road is yeah. a famous book that she's known for but before all of that she came to New York to to make it as a writer of plays um, and so this book is uh, she wrote it came out in 1961 the book is called Underfoot in Show Business Underfoot in Show Business I've never heard Hel- of this Helene H-E-L-E-N-E Humph H-A-N-F F, underfoot and sh- it's a quick read too. I mean, it's a you know it's you can zoom right zoom uh, going through it. But um, she she's very first of all she's a great writer. She's very funny. She's very witty. She wrote for all the mediums. She wrote for plays. Uh, she wrote uh, television when television first got started uh, in the 1950s, and then she became most successful as a as a book writer. Um, and what I like about this is much like the Moss Hart, Moss Hart book, Act One, you know, it, it, it trails the same thing. You know, she comes to New York, talks about her college, except she really does talk about it from – you get to see what it's like as a woman in the show business. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of female writers, not a lot of – you know, it was just – it was very limited. And, and, and you, she paints a vivid picture of what it's like with these old – you know, the old good old boys, you know, yeah. the producers and all of that and what that process was like. And she – and yet she – 
she's very you know upfront about how she was never successful as a playwright and yet it's funny that she's writing this book now and it's a, you know it's a, a successful book about all of her failures and that really is sort of the theme is that it, you know you just are meant to keep trying keep going keep doing what you're doing especially when it comes to show business and how hard show business is and she fails she says right up front you know I didn't make it but yet and, and because I didn't make it I still made it I mean you know, I still am where I am today because of all of that um, I love the history that she brings from her own experiences in it she um, was an assistant uh, PR person. So she worked in the press office for Away We Go before it was Oklahoma. Ooh. She worked for the she worked for the Theater Guild. And so you get lots of great stories about the making of Oklahoma and how that all happened with the press and all of that and how producers didn't, you know, no legs, no girls, no chance, all that kind of thing. Um, and then she, you learn about how TV started and what it was like and how they really disrespected TV writing and how back in the, in the 50s, you know, if you were a TV writer, you were a wash-up. You were, you know, your your career was over, and how she really wanted to do better and make that not the case. And so, anyway, it, it's a it's a fun little read. It's really quick. Again, it's called Underfoot in Show Business by Helene Humph. Humph. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and I I had a good a good time reading it. And it's I'm writing this we, down. I did not yeah. recommend this to you because I've never even heard of this <clears throat> book. Yeah, I wish I could remember who who uh, who did. Uh, uh, um, yeah, Underfoot. Yeah, you you always hear about you know Moss Hart, uh, but and she uh, pays a little tribute to him in the beginning part of this, you know. But it's I think it's really fun to hear what a woman's perspective from the 1940s and 50s uh, in the show business and what it was what that was like. Wow, originally published in 1962, Helene yep. Helene Hanf Hanf Hanf. Let's say Hanf. Was it? Oh, oh, you know they made it into a play. Oh, just like uh, Act One. <laughs> yeah. 84 well, Charles Cross Road. Wow, okay. See, I didn't even I didn't even need to actually do my favorite thing because Rob's just gonna read the Wikipedia for no, I'm not. No, it's, it's great. No, go. I I know. This is <laughs> no, I just Googled it. I just Googled it. I never well no, because I'm fascinated. No, because usually we've heard of these kinds of things. And so, yeah, and I've it, never heard of this. Sitting on my nightstand for the last year and a half, and then I finally just picked it up and I really couldn't put it down. It was just such a fun because she's a good writer. You can tell that she's you know, you pick up books sometimes and you're like, yeah. This is okay, but you can when yeah. someone writes well, it's it's just so easy. Oh so my yeah, gosh, my I can't thing. I cannot wait to read this. Oh, it's on Underfoot Google in show business. It's on Google Books. Sorry, <laughs> uh, come back. No, sorry. Okay, well, now I I get excited though. I get excited when I see something that I don't know. I'm glad. I'm sorry, I got excited. No, no, it's great. In fact, next while at next week we'll say our favorite things, and then we'll just keep recording while we both watch or listen. The other person's like, favorite. Like a Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> yeah, and they just have to wait with us while we hem and haw over it. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. We can. I, I love a good hemming and a hawing. <laughs> a hemming and a hawing. I can't wait for next oh. week because I've got some 90s albums to discuss. I'm so Cannot excited. Wait. Want frosted tips and all. So, But you have to do some research between now all and right. then. Okay, think I of will. some of these. Think of some solo albums where, once again, they either sing with themselves Okay. Or they disaster song. Disaster disaster choices. Right. Disaster choices. Cause it's like, what is going on? <laughs> We've got our homework listeners. And it's hard because I keep listening to Jessica Vosk's album so much. Oh, which so I'm like good. and I'm like, there's none of that on there. It's all so good. <laughs> so I then when I when I go back to the nineties and I hear, you know, some of the, some of those, like random pepper pot from Beauty and the Beast <laughs> sings Carol Bayer Sager. <laughs> you know, it's a woman, yeah. in, you know, wrapped oh, yeah. in satin sheets on the Brooklyn Bridge with the wind blowing, you know, just in time. 
the. Judy was Judy. Oh, that's Judy Kuhn had a Just in yeah, Time. Yeah, no, that's well, that's a good album. Yeah. That's a fantastic album. You know, and a Randy Graff's album was good too. Did you ever listen to it or no? Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of solo albums. I must confess. I'll be honest. But I, I will be this week. I also don't listen to a lot of solo albums. But it was the the. Uh, listening to like Jessica's and then seeing Apple Music out a bunch. I've been getting into them. Mostly right. the women though, not the guys. Mm. Lee Lessek's Yum Kapoor album is still sitting on my shelf, so I gotta make sure I hit that one up. <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee Lessek sings Rosh Hashanah's greatest hits. <laughs> it's Monday, so hey. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, happy, happy, yeah. happy. Ho- oh, you don't celebrate though. I will be actually. I'm playing a service. So. Oh, you are playing a service. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. A blessing on your head. Muzzle tough. Muzzle tough. So our gift for this week, if, at least my gift to you, is Carol Channing's unsold TV pilot. Go watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> Mine is Underfoot and Show Business, the book by do, Helene Hamp. Do you know, uh, the, do you know uh, the corn story? Yes, everybody knows the corn story. Does everybody know the corn story? Tune in next week when Rob gives us the corn story. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you next week. I am. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Today, today's episode was sponsored by Del Monte. Del Monte Corn. Okay, never mind. I'm we'll getting t- out of here. We'll tell you all that. Where are you going? <laughs> I gotta go see Sun. Where are you going? Where Where are you going where this week? Where are you going? I'm uh, going to the Ren Fair actually. Yeah. On um, see, listeners. Friday. Once again, Kevin is not going to a Ren Fair. He's gonna be sitting at home, avoiding me, acting like he's uh, at a Ren Fair. Like, I'm gonna go knock on your door. You're gonna open it. You're gonna be wearing your golf T-shirt, watching golf, and be like, "Uh, uh Ren Fair got canceled." I will yeah. be watching golf as well, actually. There's a big BMW championship this week. <laughs> All right, I'm going. I'm going to for many reasons. <laughs> All right, till next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.